You're listening to the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast, the Bitcoin podcast for OGs and intermediaries. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, and like this episode. Also, read the new BTCT KVR magazine. This episode is sponsored by Wasabi Wallet, Crypto Steel, Shop in a Bit, and Sadodime. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. Welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast. I am Vlad and this is season 14. I'm still your Bitcoin influencers influencer and I'm here in Prague, still influencing influencers next to the new CEO of Trezor. His name is Mathieu Jacques. He has been with the company for longer than four years. The last time I was here, I interviewed Stick, Pavel Rusnak who was the CDO at the time, he got replaced and then Slush got replaced as CEO. And I'm here to see what's going on, man. Like, you're the new CEO. Is, is Trezor still the same company? Yeah, so first, thanks for having me. Uh, it definitely is still the same company. Uh, I don't think, I wouldn't put it as that uh, Stick and Slush got replaced <laughs> because they are the full uh, you know, owners of the company and they are still very much involved in everything we do. Uh, they are definitely still very active in the strategic direction of the company. And, and yeah, we, we basically meet with them every day. You know, you actually met, I think, Slash today at the office. So, so yeah, not, not, that, not much has changed in that regard. Uh, I think the new management, which we, which we have, is basically, you know, focusing on, on executing the company very efficiently, getting ready for the next bull market and sort of scaling the operations and everything that we do sort of deliver in the highest you know, quality possible and at scale. So, so that's why we are here. Right. So what is new with Trezor? Because it has been some very exciting months. I mean, not exciting for the market, but exciting in general for Trezor. Since FTX, I guess your sales have increased tremendously. And then with the Ledger situation, I guess the people who are into Ledger got into Trezor now. Is the company expanding? Are you guys getting bigger with the sales? Yeah, so so as you say, exactly. So first bigger spike we saw with, with the FTX, I think it was our second strongest week uh, in the history of the company. And then the strongest week was with, uh, with the Ledger Recovery announcement. Um, so that's what happened. And... And in general, I think you mentioned something like um, the the market is not doing as well. I think, I think the positive side of that thing is is I mean we are in a bear market um, for sure, but the bear market uh, is way stronger than the last one. So in terms of sales of hardware wallets, so so I think that's very cool because we I think we are seeing that the the market is ma- getting more mature in the in that sense, and that you know more and more people. 
in the world uh, want to do self-custody and want to do it with, you know, hardware wallets. So, so I think that's very cool. And, and as a result, yes, we are growing. Uh, I think we have now uh, 10 open positions, but we will, uh, we will announce more. We actually uh, have some, some new updates that we need, uh, you know, more people to, to, to deliver those. So, so yes, we, we are, I think, doing well. I can see that you're in this building, which is fairly large, and mm -hmm. there are lots of employees here, many of which, many of whom I did not see last year when I was here. So is the company expanding? How many employees do you currently have? Yeah, so we have around uh, 100, 110 people. I think that's, uh, uh, yes, that's, that's around that number. Uh, as I said, we are growing more, and, and yes, over the last years, uh, we, you know, we grew tremendously, so I think we... We actually kind of doubled in size in the last, uh, let's say, 18 months. That's impressive. So you doubled in size in the yes. last 18 months. Yes, and it's not just Trezor as, a, as you know, as, as the sort of flagship company of the Satoshi Labs Holdings, because we are holding of four companies, uh, but there are you know colleagues from other companies as well. You know, Innovity, Tropic Square, uh, and Vexo as well, which I guess we will talk about uh, Tropic Square as well. So, so yeah, so it's it's basically. In total, I think it's around 150 people in this building alone. Yeah, you foreshadowed my next question because I was going to ask you about Tropic Square and what's going on. When I interviewed Stick and it was in the room next door, uh -huh. he mentioned that the new Tastic chip, which is open source, was in testing phase or something like that. And it was ready for production. Are you guys in production phase or what's going to happen? Uh, not yet. So we are in still in the testing phase. Uh, so the the chip is currently tested for uh, basically side channel attacks. So for specifically the application in hardware wallets. So that's obviously very important for us, right? Because that's that's the main application uh, that we are considering for this chip. It's it's not the Trezor company that's running this this operation. It's uh, just as a disclaimer, I'm not not the CEO of Tropic Square. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's an interesting phase, and we we are hoping to see um, the production be ready, let's say at the end of 2024, and then to be on the market in some sometime in 2025. I was going to speculate because we are here in Prague, just a few days before BTC Prague, which by the time I publish this interview will have already happened. Mm -hmm. And my speculation was that since Trezor One is since Trezor is the biggest sponsor of the event, that you guys are going to make a big announcement about a new hardware wallet that might have the new security chip in it? Yeah, so I guess since this is, as you say, is going to be released after Bitcoin Prague, there's no need to uh, to speculate on this, but uh, but there is not going to be a huge announcement of a new product. Uh, we we But we have... Uh, something that we will share uh, with the with the world uh, very soon this year, <laughs> and and it will it's going to be great and it, sort of breakthrough in the company and for the home market, uh, etc. So, um, but yeah, it it has not had happened in you know in the last <laughs> couple of days, unfortunately. Yeah, so it's it's not going to be in a couple of days during the conference. It's going to be in two weeks. Uh, not really. <laughs> it's it's going to take a little a little longer for for Chesor, but the other companies uh, in in the, in Satoshi Labs holding have some announcements to make. So that they will make the announcement on Bitcoin Prague. Yeah, I was thinking right now that Trezor has been around since 20, 2014, I think. 
That's when uh, it correct. was launched on the market. So correct, correct. You are nine years old this year. Next year, you're going to be 10 years old. Is I'm, there going to be a big celebration of the Trezor One? And also, another question, is the Trezor One still going to be supported? Because that one is almost 10 years old. And it's impressive that you're still releasing firmware mm -hmm. updates for it. Mm -hmm. So on the history of company, I think we will we will actually celebrate the 10th anniversary if you know the company being officially established as, as an entity uh, in, if I'm not mistaken, November this year, actually. So we are getting close close to the 10 year anniversary um, on the model one. Um, yes, for sure. We still, you know, uh, it's a good question. We still update the device, uh, you know, regularly. We have firmware team. You know, then sort of operating system and the in the in the device that is constantly being updated. You know, security is always like a moving target. There is always new new threats and, and new uh, things we can we can improve, of course. And so the model one is still being updated. Uh, but with that announcement I mentioned uh, at the let's say last quarter of this year, uh, then I think we will move from model one. Uh, Sort of, we have to sort of uh, differentiate two things. One is uh, deliver, sort of um, creating new f features and delivering new features for the given product, and then maintaining uh, security updates. Uh, so those security updates, they, they will definitely be there for the upcoming years, for many many years to come. Uh, the the new features, we will probably stop delivering them uh, at let's say this this year or at the end of the year. For those of you watching on YouTube, I have to turn the camera. I had to turn it because he's the main character. I can be in the background. <laughs> Look at his beautiful baby blue eyes. He's like a movie star. And he's sweating in this little room. I'm sorry about that as well. But. Yeah, TV studios, you know what it's like, superstars. Yeah, all, all the lights and then. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to manage. So coming back to the idea of a new Trezor hardware wallet, we should not expect it this year. Is that what you're saying? I believe you can expect it this year. Uh, we are doing everything uh, for this new product to be delivered in in uh, this year, uh, and, and I believe we will. So new Trezor this year with yes. the new open source chip. No, sorry, not the open source chip. It's not going to be there. Uh, the open source chip we will have to wait for probably another two years. Honestly, it's a it's you know very hard thing to do. It's really like a very innovative approach to try to, you know, break sort of the industry of of you know the layers of NDAs and 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 IPs under different NDAs. So it's it's a hard thing to do. Obviously, you know, we mentioned the chip is in testing phase, so it's very important. So it's not just secure, but also it can be produced. It could be mass mass produced as well. That's very important. So. And it takes, it simply takes time, right? So we probably will have to wait for that couple more years. Yeah. So on the topic of the <laughs> new fall. hardware wallet, I was gonna fall here. <laughs> what should we expect from it, and how much about it can you reveal? So it's going to be brand new product uh, in the let's say entry level category. Uh, so we want to make product that is accessible to uh, really millions of people. Uh, in, in the world. Uh, we know there's still way too many people on exchanges and we want to give them a you know, product that they can use uh, in a simple way that you know, is easy to understand for them and they can still you know, enjoy, I mean, they can still enjoy the, obviously the security, uh, but also all the other features that they could do um, um, before as well. So, so the 
the device will have, I think, very nice design. I, I, I enjoy it very much. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I think we are moving into this sort of consumer electronics market where, you know, uh, I mean, we started this whole industry, you are the first hardware wallet. And as you said, Model 1 is still on the market. Um, and we want to move from this, let's say, um, a bit, you know, geeky uh, so, sort of uh, approach and design to, you know, something that will hold with with the more mainstream audience as well. So that's very important. Uh, and yes, so so and obviously it will come with with you know exciting uh, software features as well. There is also, I mean, it's a very basic stuff, but uh, the Model One still have the. The mini USB, so this will be have, it will have USB C connector and stuff like that. But but that's like a that's a must, right? At, at this market, so um, so yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. Oh, I know that you guys right now have the Trezor One, which is super affordable. It's about sixty dollars or something, mm -hmm. and you have the Trezor yeah. Model T, which is I think the most expensive on the market. You have both extremes, I guess. But you want to put out a product on the market that's even cheaper than the Trezor One. And is that one going to have Shamir backup? Wasabi Wallet is unfairly private. It's the most advanced and most used Bitcoin privacy wallet with half a million downloads across Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, as well as thousands of fresh new Bitcoins getting mixed every month. Wasabi makes use of the new generation Wabi Sabi engine to create mega coin joins, thus mixing your Bitcoins with those of hundreds of other users. From amounts lower than 0.01 BTC and remixes, you pay no coordination fee. Even if you don't use CoinJoins, Wasabi Wallet has a native Tor integration and downloads block filters to help you keep your network level and public key privacy. Download Wasabi Wallet for free today at wasabiwallet.io and experience the future of Bitcoin privacy. So we are considering, yes, we, we definitely consider Shamir Backup to, to roll onto this entry models as well. And um, it's not going to be cheaper, I, th I don't think. Um, I mean, it's not going to be cheaper than the Model 1, but it's still, you know, as the sort of accessible entry point into the, into, in, into the self-custody market. Yeah, so not cheaper than the Trezor 1, but still not as expensive as the Trezor Model T. You're going to have like a, a middle way between them. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's going to be the similar price point as, as Model 1. Let's, let's put it this way. But more features. Uh, yes, I think I think eventually yes, yes, that's what uh, for, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, I say I think, but I know <laughs> yes, it will have more features. You said that the Trezor one tends to be more on the geeky side, and the new Trezor. Uh, can you reveal the name or something? No, unfortunately, I cannot. Okay. I'm sorry because that's uh, you know obviously we have uh, you know we have uh, campaigns prepared for for those launches, and uh, yeah, I don't want to like, sort of underestimate that or under undermine. Uh, but is it going to have physical buttons or a touch screen? Uh, it will have physical buttons. I can say that. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. I, I like the clickiness of physical buttons. We even have some stickers here. I'm not sure if they can be seen on camera, but they do highlight the beauty of two buttons on the Trezor One. And I love buttons. I love clicking on them. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a fair, fair point for also UX, right? Because I think a great example of where we try to sort of digitalize something that shouldn't be purely digital is like UX and cards. I think that's good examples where people, I mean, I saw myself, many people with, with let's say, you know, like uh, where you want to turn on an IC, uh, AC, sorry, and, and a car, whatever, and you have to click five, you know, you go through this like flow on the screen and it's like super hard. So, so yeah, physical buttons have definitely, I mean, it's, they have, it's good UX, you know, it's button, you know, you're supposed to click it, you have the feedback and etc. So UX wise, it's, it's good. Yeah, you feel it so you know that you pressed it. Exactly. I, I love the Bitbox O2, by the way, but what I don't like is the fact that you have to type with that touch sensor. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not sure if you touched it or it's lagging. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of the, the, that example where it's almost, you know, like it's it's maybe sounds cool on a paper that it has some kind of, you know, sensor or like, let's say touch display, whatever, but, but you know, in certain applications, it's better to have just, you know, bu buttons and that's it. But I also have a Trezor Model T with me, just 10 seconds and I'll <laughs> put it on camera. <laughs> Right, so I grabbed my Trezor Model T, which I have had for quite a while. And let me tell you, Mr. CEO, that I don't like <laughs> that my fingers are fat and sometimes I try to touch the screen. And with that keyboard input, you know, it, it's not always optimal. I need to get a pen. And a pen is like $1. It's not a big deal. But still, to use with my fingers, it's not perfect yet. Yeah. So the new one, are you saying it's going to be better? Yeah, what I hear you. Uh, so, so yes, there's. So we are talking about the the model that we will introduce this year that will have buttons. But we will introduce another model next year uh, that is not going to have buttons. It will have touch display as well, and and that specific problem is going to be fixed. I promise. <laughs> I know for for sure because that's that's you know we are we are. I mean, this company, you know, started as as being sort of the prime users of of this, right? So and so yeah, we have the same feedback. Now let's get into the spicy stuff since I criticized you for not offering a pen. And by the way, the cables that come, like the USB cables that come with the Trezor Model T, they're not great. So I gotta tell you that. I used one for my Nintendo and it worked much better. Mm -hmm. It seems to have a faulty connection at the bottom sometimes. Yeah, you know, uh, there I can give one, one recommendation uh, as sort of the user uh, myself is when I so four years ago when I when I started in the company a little story I know we give uh, obviously our products to you know the people that are entering the company and I try to do the onboarding uh, process with, with Trezor as, as somebody like who who didn't use the product before as much um, and I try to click the but the the cable in in the device and and you really need that click. Sounds you have to push and then when it clicks, it's it's really there. Um, but it's actually sometimes let's say there's this sort of tension that against it, so you have to do it quite hard to to and then it, it it's really solid and it's it's perfect actually. Uh, but yeah, if you don't do that, then then the connection you know might be problematic. So it's just one little. Uh, it's it's almost like a feature that, that it really clicks in in there, uh, but it's, it's hard to explain. You know, so I know some users might have issues with that. Um, 
But yes, I'm a big fan of Trezor. I have been for years. <laughs> I have been promoting these guys and defending them on social media. I never got paid for it. But when I get to interview the CEO, I want to tell him exactly what I don't <laughs> like. And this is for you trolls on Twitter. This is for you because you're going to be like, oh, this is PR and you got paid for this interview. I'm not going to tell you what I think about you. But anyway, <laughs> after this intermission, let me ask you about the Wasabi situation, because you also got some heat on social media for that. And once again, this is for you, the ones who call me a shill. <laughs> so how did you come across that partnership? I know that. So I spoke with Pavel. He told me that you hired some engineers from the Charles University here in Prague, mm -hmm. some cryptographers, actually. And it was their choice to go with Wasabi as opposed to Samurai. What is the entire story? Because this has been like a three-year project to yeah. integrate CoinJoins into Trezor Suite. Correct. So, so there, there is a couple, let's say, uh, point of view on, on this on this story. So, one, you know, we are strategically looking for uh, sort of to implement new services in Trezor Suite, our software product, where users you know, could enjoy some new features. So it's basically, you know, building new new feature set in, in, in our product. So that's what it was kind of the need. We always say, or I say this in presentation, that self-custody equals security multiplied by privacy, multiplied by usability. That's sort of the, the key three pillars of, of self-custody. So obviously uh, the privacy part is very important and we always look for new features, how we can, you know, help users sort of be more, you know, behave in more um, privacy-oriented, uh, in, in oriented way. And and it's not just going join. There are other features that we that we have and proactively built in 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 all our products. And so so it was like an obvious choice. Like we 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 wanted to do it. In terms of why we choose specifically Wasabi, um, I think it's mainly for the third pillar. Honestly, it's the is the usability part where. You know, we thought Wasabi were a strong partner because they have a lot of users. Uh, they provide liquidity uh, for the coin joints, which is very important because then uh, the, sort of the, the um, privacy is enhanced by the number of you know users basically conjoining uh, their coins. Uh, and it's also the UX because the UX is simply better or the best on the market. So, so that was you know the choice, and and then maybe it's important to say that we. We are sort of the UX or uh, let's say the interface of Wasabi in in Chaser Suite, uh, and but Wasabi is still the the main, you know, not the main is is the coordinator of the actual coin join uh, as as a backend sort of of the, of the feature of of the service. So. CryptoSteel is the original Bitcoin cold storage backup, and it's been innovating self-custody since 2013. Designed and manufactured in Europe from the finest and most resistant stainless steel, the CryptoSteel cassette and the CryptoSteel capsule are industry standards. These cold storage devices are made to resist house fires, extreme floods, and physical shocks. You can also use CryptoSteel to store your important passwords, BIP39 passphrase, or Noster private key. Buy your crypto steel today from cryptosteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR to get a 10% discount. Crypto steel. Secure your Bitcoin like an OG. Yeah, you got some heat on social media, and I thought it was super undeserved because people did not understand how it works. Because technically, when you use Terz or Suite without any sort of coin join or whatever, you use the Electrum servers provided by Trezor, which means that 
you give the public key to Trezor. When you connect via Tor, that's not a big deal because you cannot associate that IP address of yours with the XPub. But people were like, oh, you ruined the privacy. No, you actually made it better because you added BIP 157 and 158, which mm -hmm. is for block filters. Correct. You're, not, you're making the users not rely on your backends anymore. Exactly. And I was actually curious if you're going to do that generally for the entire experience in Trezor Suite. Yeah, so uh, it's being considered as, let's say, possible feature. There are some, let's say, cons or disadvantages of this, mainly around, again, a bit of the usability part where you so, sort of the whole discovery of you know your balance and transaction history of for the given XPUB is simply it will take longer. It's it's it will be a more lengthy process. So the long, long loading times would would be be longer, etc. So let's say it's being considered, but there's no ETA at the moment. What is the official statement of Trezor? And there's a lot of pressure on you with this <laughs> That's one. That's okay. With the Don't fact worry. that Wasabi through their zk snacks coordinator does not allow certain transactions to get in. Yeah. So so again, I think this this whole discussion and and the thought that was I think created uh, on 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 Twitter has uh, as many levels, but. Uh, Yes, as you say, I, th I don't think it's really justified. It's more like a ideological sort of discussion, where basically uh, Vasabi, as the as the coordinator, uh, sort of rejects certain UTXO to 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 join the conjoin. Uh, they basically use a service where uh, if they deem some some UTXOs uh, possibly you know not unsafe, but like coming from some illegal activities, they simply reject them. And that's it. Like they, they just they just reject them. It's not as you know, they would do anything bad with them. It's just they say no, it's not um, going to be conjoined and the given user still can, you know, do it uh, in with that in, in other means other services. So and and that's the, what the whole situation was about, that sort of Wasabi's prime competitor was not very happy about this and was attacking this whole collaboration or cooperation as you know something that's not uh, or was attacking us almost as a you know as a sort of collaborating with with the government and etc cetera, et cetera, which is you know really not is really unfounded yeah so from the wasabi side I, i'm gonna say so this podcast is obviously sponsored by wasabi you know that you're gonna call me a shill but if you don't like it it's open source software you can run your own coordinator he cannot say that of course <laughs> because he is trying to be nice and he's in pr mode but you can run your own and you can see how far you can get with that one. If you get like 10,000 Bitcoin liquidity in a month, see who knocks on your door and what happens and for how long you can keep it pure. But that, that's another discussion. Let's talk about, okay, so behind you here, there's this privacy section of the Bitcoin white paper, which obviously this entire wall has the entire Bitcoin white paper. And this is symbolic because we wanted to do the interview in this room from Trezor's office. And obviously, this is about privacy. And I was going to ask you, what kind of other privacy types does Trezor offer outside of CoinJoins? Mm -hmm. Remember the paper wallet? Ah, uh, yes. The good old days when you printed your Bitcoin private key on an offline computer? It was so fun, but not really easy and totally not secure. Today, we have Sadodime, a chip card that acts just like your good old paper wallet, but with all the modern security features and top-notch functionality. It turns your Bitcoin into a bearer asset, which you can easily trade in person. Thanks to NFC, you can use the Sadodime card with your smartphone. Creating a new pair of Bitcoin keys takes just two 
two swipes. Check your balance in real time, create multiple key pairs. Whenever you want, you can reveal your Bitcoin wallet's private key with just a single click. The simple uncluttered interface lets you quickly see if a key pair has been unsealed. Finally, the cold storage you've been looking for. Available now on sadodime.io. So yeah, we have, um, I think the most important is Tor. So we can really enable Tor and Trezor Suite and you're being protected by the network. So it's probably the most impactful. And as you mentioned, for, for CoinJoin, it's like a given thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's rooted in the feature. Uh, we, the other I would mention is, is for example, analytics uh, in Trezor Suite is strictly opt-in. So really you, you have to sort of fill out your analytics to be uh, to be run on the, um, I mean, product analytics, right? As 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 a, something that we and it helps us tremendously to improve the product. That's the, that's the key point. And even there, even if you are sort of um, you know providing uh, the analytics and treasure suite on the simply product or feature level, uh, we don't track any balances, you know, uh, no device IDs, etc. There's nothing we can you know identify the users. Obviously, everything's anonymized and etc. etc. Uh, I would probably mention also on on the eShop that we we don't really I mean we have this saying that the, the safest data is the one you don't have <laughs> so so we actually proactively delete uh, or get customer data again so it's not after I think three months if I'm not mistaken or or it's being again like um, uh, anonymized as well and it's um, yeah it's, it's simply something that. Well, in in case of any you know malicious behavior, any hack we could face, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, there's no way how you could connect the particular order uh, of the device to the user actually using the device in in Trezor Suite, for example. Yeah, and this is very important because Tor does not allow any sort of association between the the, the coins and the IP address of the user. So Correct. Trezor has no idea where you're from. You get a new identity every time you open Trezor Suite. And also on the delivery side, I think this is because of the Czech jurisdiction as the Czech Republic is friendly to privacy. Mm -hmm. But for example, Ledger is based in France mm -hmm. and that's a big problem. I mean, I'm not gonna make you comment on that. Let me say, you know, the ugly stuff. But as far as I know, after the terrorist attacks that took place in 2015, mm -hmm. The law has been changed so that they have to store that information, not just them, Ledger. Every business that sells stuff, they have to st store customer information for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it's not optimal to do privacy-related yeah. business in France. It's why Ledger, I guess, doesn't care much about privacy. Mm -hmm. And they try to push products that make it easy to self-custody up to the point where it's no longer self-custody. But that's another discussion for another day. But it's useful to know where your hardware wallet comes from when you order it. Mm -hmm. Because different countries have different policies. And in Europe, especially in the Czech Republic, they're much friendlier. Also in Switzerland, I think they have a similar mm -hmm. policy. But they can delete the customer data. I guess you can... You still store the information about the order, but you delete the name and the identity exactly. of the person. We we, we technically anonymized the uh, the order, so we really have no idea, you know, who that was. And by the way, it's interesting. I I did I didn't know about the, this jurisdiction specifically in France, so it's it's quite interesting. And I will I will look, have a look in, into it because I was an exchange student there in 2015, mm -hmm. and I did see that it was militarized mm -hmm. up to the point where you would walk in the subway train, and there were two soldiers with guns. Just yeah. standing there watching you. 
And I, I do know that they have strict data retention laws mm -hmm. just because of these attacks and they're more paranoid. So from this point of view, France is not a good place for privacy mm. products. Got it. For security, it might be nice. I mean, I can't say anything ugly about Ledger with the exception that they're not open source. I mean, you can say if you want, but I'm not <laughs> sure if you want to. No, it's, I mean, maybe what I can add is I think the, you know, the, the recent launch they had and, and as we know, it was, you know, uh, it created a lot of fun uh, in the community and uh, or in, in the community because, uh, uh, let's say, in, in the Twitter vocal community. And um, and I think it you know it, it kind of showed that the open source make a lot of sense and and that you know the that the community cares for for open source solutions uh, and so that's that has always been you know the treasure way and, and that's the way we continue on. Yeah, I was just thinking right now. So what I have here is the Trezor Model T. But there's a video by Slush, the former CEO on YouTube. He posted it during the Kickstarter campaign in 2013 or 2014, where he takes a Trezor one and he puts it on the wheel, under the wheel of his BMW. <laughs> and that's a durability test. And basically it still works after he takes it from under the wheel, after he not okay. walked. What's so it's like a roll over, ran over it. it. Yes, yeah. ran over it, yes. So do you take durability very seriously? You're going to have a new device. What kind of testing do you do for it to see if it lasts forever? Do you put it in the washing machine? Do you drop <laughs> it from a tall building? Yes. I mean, no, no sorry. The, these devices are not primarily a sort of uh, designed for super hard condition, like that you couldn't like burn them on fire, etc. That's not, that's not the key point. This device, but there are different, uh, let's say there are other products where you... You know, as, as, as we know, the, the most important thing is the, is the seed phrase, is those, you know, 12 or 24 words that you, that you save. Uh, and that's really important that it, it doesn't get burned or thrown away or et cetera, or made, you know, like as a digital copy or, or something like that. So the device itself are, uh, you know, of course we are thinking of durability and for the product to be, uh, you know, useful for, for many years, as, as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, Trezor one will have, you know, one, you know, 10 years anniversary and, and it still works, you know, it's still, you know, it's still a product that the users, um, uh, can use. So, so there's a lot of tests we do, you know, for example, with, with the buttons, so they, you know, endure certain amounts of clicks. Uh, we test obviously the chassis, the, you know, the, the display, Etc. Etc. But basically everything that's in, in the electronics. But I just wanted to say like it's not some you know like a military grade uh, <laughs> bulletproof thing. It's you know it's not that. It's not the point. But but we obviously test uh, for durability. Yeah, I was in the Trezor Museum last year, and there are lots of prototypes and designs for Trezor devices. I, I gotta take this out of its case so I can show it. So this is made of plastic and whenever you buy it on the website, it's made of plastic, but originally it had a metal case and stick told me that they did not make it out of metal because the costs would be too high. What about the new one? Do you plan to have a metal case or is it still going to be plastic? I think I can mention it will have some metal component to it. Nice. <laughs> uh, I cannot say that. Yeah, I agree. It's not going to, I mean, 
it's 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 true. It's uh, to make them purely, you know, metallic would 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 be too expensive, and then we couldn't, you know, it's, it wouldn't be good for the end user as well because the the device would have to be, uh, you know, way more expensive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, but but yeah, it it will have a you know metal part. <laughs> Shop and Bit is the online store where you can buy anything with your Bitcoin. Choose between more than 800,000 products, book flights and hotels, and order everything else through the concierge service. With Shop and Bit, you can buy your weekly groceries, get the latest iPhone, upgrade your computer, buy something sexy for your new girlfriend, book a trip to El Salvador through the travel hacking service, and also grab a copy of the latest Bitcoin takeover magazine to read in the airplane. Everything is integrated with a familiar shopping experience that doesn't track you and deletes your data after the order gets completed. You also get a 3% discount if you pay in Bitcoin. Try Shopping Bit today and use promo code BTCTKVR for a 5 euro discount on your first order. So what do you think about the Bitcoin takeover breaking FUD magazine, which I just launched? And Trezor is also one of the sponsors. I'm not sure if you as CEO know about any of this, but still... I haven't seen the insights, but it's cool. I like it. Take a look. Give a first impression. I can hold a microphone for you. Yeah, I mean, the design is very cool. I like it. <laughs> it, it looks very dramatic. <laughs> look for the full page ad for Trezor, which was designed by someone in the office. I'm not sure exactly who. Uh, where do I roughly find it? Do you know? I honestly don't know page numbers, but uh -huh. it's close to the middle, I think. Since I'm going to edit this, I, I might as well just put a short section of you browsing. <laughs> this is cool. Is it some AI, AI photos or pictures? Yeah, yes. Yeah, nice. But I, I made it better in the new version. Yes, very man. I cannot find it. Ah, it's here. Nice. Yeah, show it to the camera. <laughs> and we are at the back as well. Yes. Here. <laughs> nice. Thanks. So you're going to see this all over the place. It's an open source project, just mm -hmm. like Trezor. Anyone can download it, can print it, can cool. create their own sell it if they want and cool stuff they don't owe me anything <laughs> and uh, i just want to thank trezor for accepting to be a part of this but they did not pay for this interview you <laughs> so i guess it's a lot of pressure on you right now to ask you because you have been named ceo for a few months but the company is gonna turn 10 years old next year maybe mm -hmm. this year the company itself but the product the trezor is gonna turn 10 years old yep. next year What's the plan for the next 10 years? So where do you see the company? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, there is, I think I, I mentioned at the beginning of this interview that there's still a lot of people on exchanges. Uh, to be specific, there is around, I think, 420 million people who are like crypto users uh, right now. And that, that, that number is supposed to double or almost triple in, 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 um, in the upcoming bull market, basically in three years. And so obviously it's a it's a huge, you know, it's a huge market that we that we have to address. Uh, it's a huge opportunity for us as a company, but obviously opportunity in the sense that we can really uh, explain why self custody 
is really important and why people should care. I think it's like super obvious when, whenever you know there is some FTX thing happening or another bank going bankrupt or SEC, you know, suing another <laughs> exchange, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, then then we see big spike in in our sales and. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a good proof, you know, self-custody makes sense and that, that people care only I wish they cared before they lost their coins, you know, like in the sense that it's, it's too late, uh, you know, when, when these bubbles happen. So, so I think in 10 years, I can really imagine to be very specific that we have millions of users, I mean, dozens of millions of users, uh, globally. I really believe we can we can tell, talk of like you know, tens of millions of users um, in self custody specifically in, in in Trezor, and the way to do it uh, we really have to be you know easy to use for for the newcomers who simply basically have to close what's called in UX the knowledge gap between the education uh, needed or the let's say the the lack of education where the where we need to educate the users on why self custody is really important and the ways how they're supposed to do it. And on the other side of the gap is the, basically the education needed where it, 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 it shouldn't be needed, right? In a way that a product is easy to use and you don't have to explain. It's very intuitive, it's very easy to use. And the difference between the users being educated and, and their now sort of, uh, let's say, the decreased need for their knowledge to be successfully using the product is is where we are at, and that's the that's the gap that we are trying to close, you know, as much as we can by you know educating uh, users pretty hard, and by doing an amazing product. A full list of that you said. The main thing is that you predicted the bull market in three years. <laughs> so right now I have a Lego Toyota Supra, which is the bear market version. But during the next <laughs> bull market, I'm gonna get the real deal. So I got a prediction from the Trezor CEO right here, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have a bull market in the next three years, which means I'm gonna get a Toyota Supra, and then I'm gonna get a girlfriend, and you should get a girlfriend too. <laughs> nice, you should. <laughs> uh, you know, on the bull market, of course, you know, like what happened in the past is not a nice of the future, but we know it's, uh, you know the halving is coming next year, and uh, roughly around May. So, and that's where the Bitcoin cycle usually kicks in. So, so yeah, let's see, let's see. And we are getting ready. We are doing everything we can to serve millions of users globally and to get as many of those exchange uh, people to to true self custody in Trezor. Are you planning to list any more shitcoins? <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Honestly, we do. It's not. Uh, I, sh I, I guess I should be. Um, well, yes, we, we do, uh, and we see it sort of as a journey for you know, as as many people do, and they start with some shit coins, and they they ultimately end up in Bitcoin anyway. So, so yeah, but we will do it, but we will do it in a very conservative way. To I can be quite honest there, where it's not like going, you know. Uh, turning all our capacities to implementing new altcoins—that's not the not the point. It's more to have you know solid support for the main networks out there, and so we can attract you know also people exactly you know coming from the exchanges, so they can keep you know on on you know hodling their uh, assets in Trezor. Usually, the cold card people or the passport people or the Jade people, because we have these uh -huh. subsets of users. 
they complain about Trezor that you support every major shitcoin. And they're like, no, they spend so much time developing stuff for that one and they have to maintain a huge code base. But you also have Bitcoin-only version. Yes. And when I spoke with Pavel last year, I guess this is a private conversation, so I should not give too many details. But <laughs> he told me that basically this <clears throat> development for integrating some other shitcoin is outsourced to development team for that shitcoin specifically. Yeah. So and it, then it's verified and integrated if it's good enough. Yeah. So so exactly like on the on the comment that we spent so much time implementing shitcoins, that's actually not true at all. Like in in the last you know let's say three years or four years when I'm the company, we I think we implemented Cardano as the only a new coin in within the last with those years i might be wrong but let's say it's it's been like very little effort compared to everything else we we do in, in you know in bitcoin as well specifically so you know coin was a huge effort uh you know we were the first one to implement uproot for example etc so we, we we innovate i think quite a lot um and now we are specifically talking about the software part, uh, but I don't think it's, it's definitely not true that we would like uh, spend a huge effort there. It's actually where now we want to spend a little more time with that, but also, it's also very true that we outsource all these things as much as we can. And that's the case for Cardano, it's the case for the new networks that we are going to announce. Okay, fair. I mean, I don't care. I don't use it, it doesn't bother me. Some people complain that firmware updates that are for some random shitcoin might interfere with the security for Bitcoin. If you believe that, I guess you have the Bitcoin-only version of the firmware that you can run. Correct. So, so first, like, of course, we take security super uh, seriously. That's uh, something we, with whatever the network or whatever the coin we, we really take, that's uh, with the utmost sort of uh, priority and security in mind. And yes, and we also have Bitcoin only firmware where you really, this is the only coin, uh, the only money that you can use with that given firmware. So tell me, Matier, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, it's, it's pretty Matier, good. <laughs> Matier, Matier. You're going to have to get used to that. So where can people follow you and keep up with what's going on with you personally and with Trezor as a company? Yeah, so uh, me personally, I'm, I'm, I think I'm mostly hang out, I guess, on LinkedIn because we, we look for people there. Uh, I, I usually write some longer articles there about certain, you know, managerial topics or what's going on in the industry. I'm also on, on Twitter. I'm not like a huge Twitter user, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm mostly passive there. And I think you follow me on Instagram as well, where or we follow each other on Instagram, where honestly I just share, you know, paragliding videos because that's what it's what I do. And over the weekends, so it's more like a sporty thing. I, I don't really talk uh, about about business there, but uh, or about uh, Bitcoin. So so I think like yeah, LinkedIn and, and Twitter are probably the two outlets I I'm, I hang out the most. I find it very culturally different between Europe and in Europe you have these soft CEOs who don't talk much, they do their job internally and they coordinate what they're supposed to do, but they don't really go on every podcast and talk and they're not talking heads the entire time. But in the US, if you're the CEO, you have to be the spokesperson of the company. And actually the company Competitor for Trezor is in Canada, not in the U.S. I guess, but there's also there are a couple of them in the U.S. But it, it, it's a different culture. 
Yeah, I think, uh, yes. And also, uh, I think me specifically, my story is that I'm becoming the talking head in a way. I'm, it's, I mean, quite honestly, I'm, I'm learning, you know, it's, I think public speaking, it's not my, you know, like the, 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 the best talent I have in, in let's say in all skills of, of the personality. So, so I think, uh, I'm trying to do that. I think it's important for the company. I think we have a lot of great things that we can say and that we want to say. Uh, and I think. I'm actually, I mean, I'm starting to almost enjoy it, you know, to come uh, to talk to, uh, you know, sort of all kind of media outlets. Uh, there were some articles in Forbes recently as well, in the, like the Czech version. So I'm doing that more and more. And and I, th- I think it's also the point is like, I started this role. I mean, I've been I've been shadowing slash, you know, the founder and the, and the former CEO of the company for, for a long time before I became, I came to this role. Uh, but also I'm a CEO just from January, so it will also take some time, you know, before uh, before I will be, I guess, <laughs> seen more on on podcasts and, and all kind of outlets. I very much look forward to seeing your face all over the place and <laughs> these Paul Newman blue eyes. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I have any more questions at this time. There's a lot happening here at Trezor. You have lots of employees who are busy. It was hard for us even to get this room because there are <laughs> others who do more important stuff. But of course, we had to take it because he is the CEO. <laughs> and this is the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. If you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe and hit all the buttons on the screen, except for the one with the thumbs down. But if you hit that one, uh, I'm going to find you, but I cannot find you because I don't know who you are. But uh, I'm going to launch this thread anyway. Thank you very much, Mathieu. Thanks for having me, Vlad. Follow him everywhere and keep your eyes close to him because he's going to do big stuff. Thanks. We will. (laughs) Ciao. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment and like this episode.